0: I want to first thank Hashem. I have deep, deep gratitude towards Hashem and towards you, Avi. And I want to share something that's really almost still surreal to me. So I'm going to backtrack. I want to try to keep everything in a nutshell, but probably the more info I give you, the more you'll, you'll probably gain some chizuk out of it to see how deep it was. So I'm going to try to backtrack, but in a quick nutshell as best, best I can. I found this out recently, but my daughter was sexually molested. I didn't realize, but slowly but slowly, this is a girl that was sweet, exactly like Abby describes them, sweet, smart, and all of the above. My kindest, cutest Nishama. And all of a sudden, she started just closing in on herself. And she was, like, locking herself in a room a lot. And she wasn't acting like herself. But it was like a wall went up, and I wasn't able to... You know, I wasn't able to really reach her so much. She was pretending. Everything was just very platonic between her and I. But as, you know, life was going so quickly. So I was busy left right. And she was quiet in her room this whole time through high school. So started in sec two through high school. So four, age 14 throughout. She graduated uh, age 17. Uh, fast forward. She started seminary six months. She couldn't handle it. She was begging me to just get out. She couldn't take it. So I was already finding it weird. I was finding her snoots was going down. I was finding her just weird. And all of a sudden, um, fast, almost two years ago, she was sexually abused at the gym. And, like, this is the first time, by the way, everybody should note this, that I realized, like, the whole world exploded on us because that's when she called me from the gym and she told me what happened, and I almost died on the spot, and we took her to hospital and, and et cetera did what we had to do and at that point she started tell I thought it was a one time crazy freaky event, but that's when i started re- she started opening up slowly, slowly and started telling me it's not the first time and then I was like. What do you mean it's not the first time? And she's like, I've been abused before. And I said, what do you mean? And fast forward, um, I realized that it was not the only time, that there was something a lot deeper going on than just that one event that happened at the gym, um, realizing there's something a lot deeper going on than just this one uh, event that happened to her, this one attack that happened to her. We're starting to get scared. She's going down. Her time is going down. Her, her life is going down. Um, she's getting erratic. Like, her behavior is getting more and more erratic. And uh, we're losing it. We're losing complete uh, control over her. And um, she's starting to go, like, to, uh, she wanted to go to a goi like, school and the second half of the year, which is what she was at, uh, you know, since that January. And so she was, you know, she had cut out Jewish friends from her life and she was just making Goyish friends all around her and slowly, slowly she was telling me, Mom, I want to sleep over at a friend's house and we we're like, Can't do that And I'm just giving you little glimpses of the, the weird things that she was asking us. That little you know, this new little angel that was all of a sudden is asking me to sleep over at friends' house that are Goyim and I'm like, but Sweetie, you know, never mind stupidities that I would tell her. I mean, I was still naive myself. And um, she was way past in her head, like way, way past this whole, you know, and none of that, none of the above existed anymore. Um, She had lost all her self worth. She was throwing herself into pikuach nefesh situations. She was. Uh, fast forward a little bit forward okay so from Pesach to the summertime um we were struggling with her like struggling and we were trying to keep a grip on her we were still doing quote unquote which was totally crazy which was making her worse as Avi explains it in his in his um trainings and um so then in the summer July ish she disappears she just disappears out of nowhere. Um, we put her all over the place, everybody's looking for her, she's on Facebook, Everybody's all the friends are looking, we couldn't find her, and the next morning she pops up with, with the, the cops, they found her, and she comes back home, and, and she had gone. <laughs> I thought she was kidnapped, and she wasn't kidnapped, she had gone on her own, and she was just kind of making me a statement, Mom, stop trying to control me. I don't want to be controlled anymore. You can't. So, we didn't know what to do anymore. My husband and I were losing it totally at that point. This was summer of last year. I I grabbed my niece and I took to Israel for one month just to get her out of this Mecham where she was here because I realized there's guys that were running after her and she was very naive, perfect prey for these people. And I was realizing that something was so wrong. She was looking for attention in the wrong places. I didn't know what to do. I tried to get her a therapist. It was a disaster. It was nothing happened with this therapy. Nothing. Um, Took her to Israel for one month. Um, Nothing. She was okay. cotel, this, that. Nothing special. Came back, right back to her other behavior. Now it's Sukkot, Sukkot of of last year. And... um, She's erratic. And it was getting so bad between her and I that she was practically packing her bags and she wanted to leave the house. She just couldn't look at me and my husband anymore. She was telling us, she was talking to us like, you can't even imagine, I hate you, Uh, you're crazy, I I don't want to see you anymore, when you die I'm not going to come to your grave, and... This is the type of relationship I had with with my my real angel, and um, and she was just she just couldn't take being here anymore. She wanted to move to my sister's house, out of here, and she just couldn't take anymore because we were trying to clamp down on her. We were trying to control her. We were trying to keep her home, and um, because we were so terrified, because we kept seeing this 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 fear, this piquach nefesh that she was putting herself into. So fast forward a little bit more. Um, we got her into a rehab. We got her to speak a little bit with Faith's niece, and Faith's niece suggested that she go to um, a rehab, which was crossroads recovery. Uh, we sent her there for about two months, uh, from Sukkot to uh, last December. Um, she stayed there two months. Those two months, I was in terror here. I was terrorized that she would come back. I was begging them. Um just keep her. Don't don't send her back. Keep her she can't come back here. I was terrorized, my husband and I, terror that she would come back. And so they would they did what they did. They did the EMDR, they did C B T, they did whatever they did. She came back and back to the other behavior again. <laughs> they were able to reestablish some type, thank God, of relationship between her and me a little bit. Just a little bit, maybe. Um, that she was able to look at us and just come back through the front door because when she left here to Crossroads, she actually packed extra bags thinking she's never coming back. So thank God she actually came back through the front door. But it was just getting worse and worse. And then I was like counting the seconds and I was like desperately looking for help. And then finally Hashem sent us Avi. And then we like, I was counting the seconds to get to his training. Because my husband and I, I think, were losing it completely. Our Shalom B'ayt was, like, in the dumps. And Baruch Hashem, we we're a good couple, thank God. But we were in the dumps. Our daughter was deeper in the dumps. And we were totally lost in space. Didn't know what to do next. And we were living in terror. And um, so Avi did us a training. This was last February... Last February, we did the first training, and then we came to a second training. Um, The the next training he did six weeks after that in March, like March-ish of that last uh, 2018. And Baruch Hashem, we started living again. Like our heads came up above the water. We started to breathe again a little bit. I was able to look at my husband. He was like, look at me. My daughter was able to look at us again a little bit, and we started our relationship started again and so she started to actually we started bombing her we started following every single thing desperately that we could follow from TP and it literally like saved our lives it saved our minds it saved our sanity saved our marriage saved our like relationship with our daughter And Baruch Hashem, slowly, slowly, um, we did every single thing we could. All the bombing, I followed everything he told us to do. We drove him nuts. We asked Avi every question we could ask. And we had just, we felt like we were floating, you know. Um, She was much better. She would actually tell me, I love you, Mama, again. I actually became her mama again, because before that, she hated me, she wanted to come to my grave, <laughs> and and then she actually would say, I love you again, but the piquach nefesh situations were horrendous. She would go out at night, and I didn't know if she would come home alive, and everything, like this would happen every night, um, sometimes three, four nights a week, until she would start leaving for the week, and then... The relationship, thank God, like Avi said, was number one. Like the connection is number one. The NKN, you gotta hold on to that for dear life because that's all you have, and and that's all she has. That's the only thing left she has hanging on to us. And so we just desperately kept, you know, no matter what, even though she wasn't home, we would still get a bomb and send, you know, send her messages. I love you, and I have a little something for you, and slowly, back and forth, slowly, slowly, she would, you know, come home and, and go back and come home and go back. And again, like we said, we feared for her life. And um Merah Hashem slowly, slowly, just kept on, whatever, even though I was dying inside. And slowly, slowly, she would, you know, she would keep doing her thing. I had lost all control over her, all. And but one thing I had, thanks to Avi and Hashem and Avi, was that connection with her, which was like our lifeline. And um, and then she slowly, last like at the end of the summer, uh, wait, was it? It was Yom Kippur. Um, she had this guy that was after her like crazy, and, and he she was obsessed with him, and she was depressed because of him. Uh, there were two them in her life, and the other one uh, was obsessed with her and he wanted her to go live with him and long story short um it was just a nightmare um so this last she would come home she would go with her packet, and i would like help her pack her bags to go stay with this person and she would just tell me it's okay mom don't worry it's a bump in the road i'll get through this just believe in me this i'll do it don't worry and uh, you know, just le- let me do my thing. Just believe. And I would say, I believe in you, sweetie. And I would pack her bags and I would send her to who knows where, dying inside. So finally she would have a fight with him. And I would hug her and say, welcome home. And and then she would go back and come back. So yeah, so that was the that was the the, 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 the nightmare. That was with you, Avi. We had started with you. I wasn't with TP yet. She was disappearing left and right, but I didn't know how bad it was. I knew it was bad, but I was still in total denial. When I met you, and she started opening up to me, because I was doing this TP, and she she saw that I wasn't the, the mom that I used to be, the monster that she, I, I was a monster before because I was doing chinuch, and I was still trying to be, you know, trying to control, which was fiasco, which was toxic for her. So when she started realizing that I was I was letting her, like thanks to you, letting her, and I was open minded, then she started telling me. Oh, I'm going to this Arab. I met an Arab. I met this guy. His name is, uh, oh my God, Medhi and this is Mohammed and this, oh my God. And and that's, that was her new clan. It was the Arabs. They were Arabs that were after her. And there was a network of them. She would meet this one and that one. She was on dating apps, on dating apps, like dangerous dating apps. It was the scariest thing on earth. She would go into Uber at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning to go to who knows, who knows whose house. I don't know which guy and I literally didn't know if she was going to come back alive. I would, I would just be at my window, like half the night. I would watch her walk away, and I would say, Hashem, please, follow her. And I, I I, shrunk a little tehillim, classified it, and I stuck it in the jacket, and I put it in the, the side pocket where she wouldn't see it. And I double-wrapped it, and I just said, Hashem, please follow her wherever she is and bring her home safely. And every single night that she would come home at 3, 4, 5, 6 in the morning, sometimes she wouldn't come home. And the next morning, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know how to, if I should text her or not. Abby would say, text, don't text. And she would come home, and I would thank Hashem she was just alive. That's where I was. I was just thanking Hashem she was alive. And she, that she came home. Uh, one night she came home drunk. And I was like, are you okay? And she just came into our room. She just fell into my arms. She was drunk, and she was attacked again by uh, who knows who. And she told me she was able to to describe the attack to me. And I was like, cringing. I was dying inside. And here she was, like just she just fell into my arms, drunk. It's 4:30 in the morning. I said, How would you get home? She said, Ma, I was able to drag myself out and order an Uber. I said, you dragged yourself out of these two maniacs' house at 4 o'clock in the morning. She said, yeah, I, I, they gave her vodka. She said, I asked them for water. I was thirsty, and they would give me more vodka. This is what they, do, they were doing together. And then she came home drunk and sick, and this is this is what I had. I, I This is what I, I was like, and I had no control. There was nothing I could do. The only quote semi-type of quote control that I had is the NKN level, which Avi puts a, such a emphasis on, which is so important, and let them be comfortable to tell you anything, because that's all you know, that is what they are comfortable to tell you. And that's how you can semi-help them, and just semi me uh, And every time she would tell me, Ma, I feel like a, a trash. They, they call me trash, and I feel like trash. And I said, sweetheart, you're not trash. You're a princess. This is not you doing this. It's it's not you. It's your pain. Mom, you know, I, I was so scared to tell you. I thought you would think I was trash. No, sweetheart. It's not you. They're trash. You're a princess. You didn't do anything wrong. They hurt you, okay? And it's not your fault. And But why am I acting? I said, you're acting this way out of your pain. It's not you. And I kept putting, driving that, that, that message in. It's, this is from Abby's training. It's not you, it's your pain. It's not you, it's your pain. And you're a princess. Like Avi says in his training, when a kid feels low, down, down, very low, they let them, people treat them very lowly. Whereas when you try to raise them up in their minds, they feel a little bit higher. They don't feel like trash. They feel a little bit more important, more worthy. If you're able to make them feel worthy that way, up their self-worth in whatever way you can, then it helps them to uh, hold themselves back from throwing themselves back to the to the to the wolves, and and that's where she was. She was with the wolves, <laughs> and for months and months on end, Hakadosh Baruch was just protecting her, and there was angels. There were angels protecting her because it's a miracle she's alive. Once she came back, and this was just before Hakim. Rosh Hashanah, she spent it by his house. I was mortified, but I just told her, you know, Shana Tova, you know, please pray for us. I know your tefillot are so special, and and I'm going to pray for you, and you pray for me, and Hashem will, you know, will answer your, your precious tfilot And that's all I could do. And she said, Mom, I will pray for you from his house. And I said, I'm going to light the candles now. If you need anything, I'm here. And that was my Rosh Hashanah this year. And then Yom Kippur came along. And she decided to stay home, Yom Kippur, because in between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, she had a fight with this last crazy freak that was after her, and that she was going in and out of his house from. And she told me, Mom, and she struggled to do Kippur, Yom Kippur, don't ask me. I spent almost all Yom Kippur sitting by her bed. I didn't go anywhere. I barely prayed. I just sat by her bed, and I talked with her, and I caressed her hair, and I, I did anything I could do, you know, to stay positive, and then she, in the morning, she was like, that's it, Mom, I'm going to crack. I'm not, I'm hungry. I can't anymore, and I I, was, I just told her, okay, sweetie, you did, you did amazing. If you can, hang in. If you can, you know, you're doing amazing, and she would hang a little bit more, a little bit more and she was depressed, and then she got a text from this person that she was obsessed with, and I looked at her, and she was looking at her phone, and she's Mechel Shabbos, by the way, and she would look at her phone, and she was like, I said, I didn't know what to tell her, I said, you know what, this is your kipper, your yom kipper. you do whatever you want with it, it's yours, he doesn't have to take it away from you, but if you want, I believe in you, so I didn't push, I did not nothing, and she didn't take that text. She didn't open it, even though she was dying to. She got through Yom Kippur. Thank you, Hashem. And then, right after Yom Kippur, she went back to this gym, and she told Hashem, "I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm so. She was so depressed, so down and out, and I can't take it anymore. Hashem, help me." <sighs> it's the first time she asked Hashem. I mean, since I mean that was the Yom Kippur she did. So it was right after Yom Kippur, and in walks this Jewish boy. Thank you, Hashem. And she's like, she said, send me someone, Hashem. And in walks this Jewish boy that was actually in my son' dance class, my older son's class, years ago in yeshiva, who also had some troubles along the way. And he's been there for months at that gym, but she would never look at him. And he would never look at her. They had their both speakers on, and they would just do their own thing. And he would do his thing, she would do hers, and whatever. And this time, she saw him. And the machine that she was at wasn't working. That's Hashem also that made the machine not work. And she asked him, she didn't know what to do, and she asked him, can you help me with this machine? And they ended up talking for like an hour. And then he went back and then back and forth. And then he asked her out, (laughs) Baruch Hashem. And it turns out, I'm going to fast forward the details because I don't want to take up everybody's time. But Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem. They went, there's a rav, the rav that I had signed up with to do TP with. You know, Avi makes us sign with her dad's Torah. He's our rav since the beginning of TP. And guess what? Hashem made it that this rav is this, the, the boy that she met at the gym. It's also his rav, and he was helping him do tshuva after his journey. And this is all Hashem. And then they, he did the shidduch. He did a shuduch for them. And Baruch Hashem, they're engaged. I sent out the, uh, I think I sent it out that she was getting engaged, Baruch Hashem. They were engaged to be married, God willing, (laughs) this January. So I want everybody out there to know that even if you're in the deepest, darkest, blackest tunnel, that you almost think that there's just no hope. And you think that nothing's happening in your child's mind, something is happening. There is. Follow what Avi tells you because, like, after she started coming out of her shell and out of this nightmare, and she's, you know, and she met this boy, and thank you, Hashem, she would start saying these words that I was feeding her, you know, throughout the journey. Mommy, see, it was only. I knew it wasn't going to be like this. I knew Hashem was going to help me, and then things that I, I just couldn't even think in a million years she would say again, and that she, that that she just came back, you know, and that she's starting a little bit to do sneezes again. You see, Mom, I'm going to try. I'm throwing out my pants. I'm trying, and I don't say anything. She's still Michael El Shabbos. I want everybody to know, but she's working on it. Um, and you know, thank you, Hashem. She came from the deepest, darkest. Depth of, of, of a nightmare of terror that parents could ever live. Um, but thank you, Hashem. She's like, she's she's surfacing. She's surfacing. We're surfacing. And it's just a nest from above. And if Hashem made a nest, He can make a nest and we'll make a nest for all of you guys out there. And I still pray for everybody. And I'm still praying. For, and she's still trying. She's not completely out of the woods. She's struggling. But you know, thank Hashem. Was, you know, the rub is still with them, and we're with them. We're still doing TP <laughs> with her, and thanks to Avi. And um, thank you, Hashem, that this all was this all happened because Hashem had mercy. <laughs> he had mercy on this, this this neshama that was just being abused left and right. So I heard that after Chatzat Leila, there's a, you know an hour um, that it's it's a it's a very special time to to or or more easily, you know, heard or answered or whatever you want to call it. So I would do tail and sometimes an hour, two hours of tail I almost didn't sleep for, I can't even guess. I can't even remember how many nights awake I was. Um, First capital I always do was her 19. Because she was 18, so you do the one right after, or I guess the next birthday. And I would do that Psalm 19. I think I did it a million times. And then I would do I would, I would just keep doing it. I would do whatever I could, the, the, whatever I could do, uh, more to him and more, and, and I would just pray and pray and, and do anything I could do, but in the middle of the night, I would do that. And while she was out, I was, that's all I could do. My husband, poor, he was just exhausted, drained, mentally, physically. The idea for a father is that his little princess is out with who knows who, with wolves, is like not even livable. So I would just get up quietly and I would just do my tehillim and, and that's all I would do is just beg Hashem. And, I would, and there was another little weapon that I had. I, I have. Um, there was a book that I read, that's called It's All in Your Mind, by Sarah Yosef, um, Rabbi Vadya, Vadya Yosef's daughter-in-law. And that really helped me a lot. Um, it was about, you have to imagine um, that the, the mind is very powerful, you have that in your trainings also, it's very powerful what you think, your thoughts are very powerful, and that you have to imagine what you want, your where you want your child to be. So I would be doing my Amidah, and the Amidah is the Shema Kuleinu part, and I would look, that's in my dining room, I would look in the living room, and I would imagine her twiddling, twirling in her wedding dress in the living room, but with tears, hot tears rolling down my face, because this is a, I was imagining it, but she was she was like, she was with Arabs. She was with Arabs, like in, in night after night. But I was still imagining it. And I was still telling Hashem, Hashem, you make miracles. In the blink of an eye, you can make a miracle. And I know you can. And I know you will. And I kept imagining her in her wedding dress, and I kept crying, and I cried, and I was, don't ask, the tears. And the, and the night and day, like the night time, to hell and Imagining over and over and believing in Hashem that He's going to make the miracle, He's going to do it, and no matter how how hopeless it looked, I mean, it was no matter how terrorized I was, I was walking around in terror. I I could barely paint a smile on my face when I would see people. I would just paint a smile on my face, and it was just paint, and I, I just I was just walking around dead, half dead, because I didn't know. You know how my daughter would ever get out of this nightmare and it's only through uh, the TP uh, God bless Avi and everything that you know is able to reopen conversations with her and those, those I mean feel it, I'm sure you all pray but maybe you want to try Chatzot <laughs> and imagining keep imagining the child the way you want them to be and tell them that you believe in them always tell them you believe in them make them feel higher than what they are Tell them, you're much better than, you're much, you're a princess. And I kept trying to make her believe in her mind, believe in herself again, because she had totally lost it. She didn't care. She didn't care about herself, or her body, or anything. That's where she was. So it was a lot. It was was energy. (laughs) It was a lot of energy and pain. I pray for all of you, this Hashem, that you'll all all have you'll all share all your miracles, God willing. Thank
1: you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. I'm sure it gives everybody a lot of chizuk. Amen. It's really a miracle, and it was so beautiful to watch her in a beautiful dress, future husband with a yarmulke on, and they'll grow together. They're going to get married with a chuppah and a kiddushin, you Yisrael, right?
0: Um, Amen. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Thanks, Hashem. And you, and, and, and yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll send pictures out, God willing. Please, uh, too. All good, well. Hi, Avi. I'd like to thank you very much. I mean, we wouldn't have made it, obviously, without you. I uh, always tell my wife, Avi uh, took us by the hand out of Nam and he brought us to Gan Eden. Like, it's like, uh, it's like surreal. And uh, without your, your, your advice and your care and your prayers and everything, we, have never, we wouldn't be talking tonight about this. Yeah. So I don't know how to thank you, but I'm just saying thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. It's my biggest nachas, believe me. It's my biggest dream. I have tears in my eyes, and I, I wish this for all of the TP family, everybody who ever comes yeah. to me and Amen. those Amen. other kids out there and families struggling that they should be zaychah to see Yeshua HaShem that you saw, which Amen. is amazing.
0: Amen. Amen. They should believe. Just believe. Just believe. It'll happen. Just believe in it. It's it's, it's a struggle. It's a big struggle. When they're out there and they're in danger, you have to
1: believe. That's all. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.